Hi there and welcome to Double Fork. My name is Andrew and I'm on a journey to compete in the Pan Pacific Masters Games in Queensland in November of 2024. And this is a record of my journey to compete there. So come and join me on my journey and, and I'll share with you my gameplay, my, my competition results and the work I'm doing on my fitness and weight. And in the end, I'll be in Queensland on the Gold Coast in November of next year. I weighed myself a few weeks ago and I I weighed in 107.1 kilograms, which is, it's really heavy for me and puts me in the realm of obesity, which is, I never thought I'd actually be obese ever. I'm reasonably fit and active. I probably have a pretty bad diet. And in fact, to get that weight down, I've cut out some things that I would really normally enjoy, like a pizza, a burger, a beer, bread products, uh, you know, rice, pasta, all that, um, all that stuff that's low-value carbs, I'm going to call it, like white carbs and fatty foods. And I, I've kept a log over the last few weeks to, to make sure that I'm on track to use more calories than I eat. So I've been keeping a calories in record and a calories burnt record. Thanks, Garmin, for that. And I've been trying to keep a def deficit of between 500 and 1,000 calories a day. So that means if I exercise more, then I can maybe eat a little bit more. If I exercise less, then I should eat less. But generally speaking, I'm trying to make a deficit of about 7,000 calories a week, which is less little. It's worth a little less than a kilogram, I believe. I think a kilogram is worth 7,700 calories. So I was 107.1 and now I'm down to 102.1. So I've lost five kilos in the last few weeks, which is heartening. I'm going to keep this up until I get my weight down to under 90 kilograms which is where I should be. I'm, I'm still, while I'm not obese anymore, I'm, I'm in the overweight category. Uh, to be in a healthy category, I need to be 87 kilos, which it's a long way down. That's 20 kilograms down from my high up a few weeks ago. At 20 kilograms, is, is, it's a lot. Try picking up 20 kilograms of something, a bag of cement, maybe a bag of soil. It's usually listed on the bag of whatever you want to pick up how much it weighs. And you imagine picking that up and just holding it around your waist and then running short sprints on the tennis court. It's hard. I mean, not that I've tried it, but I'm obviously carrying it around my waist, but it's like a, an invisible bag of cement. And it's hard, and it, it's, it makes you prone to injury, I, I guess. Uh, I've got this Achilles problem, which has been hanging around for like eight months now. It's finally getting better, but I got that problem on the um, soccer field. And I think I was around about, you know, the weight, that heavy weight then. And I just... All I did was change direct, direction subtly on, on the grass and um, I could just feel that something went really bad really quickly. And it, it's not torn or ruptured or anything like that, but it's just seriously, you know, Achilles injuries, they, they take a long, long time to heal. I've had one, I've had a couple before and they've taken the better part of a year to come back to normal. And I can, I can say that my Achilles is right now, is almost back to normal. I can go for a run and it, it does kind of hurt the next day, but not in a really bad way. It just hurts as, you know, you know you're injured and, and it never hurts the day after a run. So I'm getting back into running too, so burning a few more calories that way. Anyway, enough about my Achilles. I want to talk a, a little bit about a couple of the games I've played over the last few days. So I played one game against a very slight woman, a, an American lady, who actually is... Um, is actually trying to set up a business as a fitness instructor. So she's very lightweight, um, looks very athletic. And she um, she and I took to the courts and had a bit of a warm-up. And I know she's played in her youth because she told me, so she's coming back to it. A lot of a lot of people do that. They come back, oh, you know, I played as a kid and now I'm coming to play tennis again. And you know how that's going to go. They bring a lot of inbuilt skills 
with them, you know, they, that they learned. That's embedded in their muscle memory from years of playing as a kid. So he took the court and yeah, she beat me the first. This is a fast four format game and she beat me the first set for love. Seriously, she was hitting him deep and making me run around the court like a crazy man. Uh, her serves rarely hit the net and she, um, she was running down my balls uh, wherever I put them and I just couldn't catch a break. And then something kind of clicked in my head. You know, sometimes you play tennis and and part of your game just falls to pieces, whether it's your forehand, backhand, or your serve, or whatever. It just falls to pieces and just won't come good. And mine came good. And I actually beat it the next set 4-1. So we, we ended up duking it out for a, a tie break. Uh, and I won that 7-2. And, yeah, I won the game. But it makes you wonder sometimes why your game just falls to pieces and then comes good. I'm sure it's a mental thing. Yeah, they say tennis is, is a mental game and there's a lot of YouTube videos actually on the mental aspects of tennis and there's a lot of, a lot of books about, you know, the mental game of tennis, the inner game of tennis, for example. Um, winning ugly, uh, I think, um, Brad Gilbert spends a bit of time speaking about that part of the game and it's a real part of it because, you know, I can go out there and I can hit some great shots and you wonder why you just, if I can do it a few times, why well, I can't repeat it for the whole game. I could even hit some great serves even. And, you know, seriously, you can't keep it up for the whole game because it, it ebbs and flows, I think. And, you know, your mind gets distracted or I don't know what happens. You, your mind starts, you start talking to yourself and telling yourself what to do when your mind already knows what's to do. And so I walked away with a bit of a realization of a number of things. And one of those things is that I let myself get distracted and I need to focus more on the game and less on thinking about other things. The other thing that has been catching me out lately and in that, those two competition game was I, I, I kind of stop. I keep, I keep standing in no man's land, like just a little bit, maybe a, a half a meter inside the court. And for players that hit deep, like this lady, she was just hitting them and they were just landing around my feet. And I, I just was standing in the wrong place and missing balls because uh, I was standing in the wrong place, really. And I just couldn't return those shots. So I've got to be more aware of where I am geographically on the court and make sure that I'm actually either standing behind the baseline or rushing the net and not standing somewhere on the court unless I've got a good reason to be there. One of the other things that has been catching me out lately is people lobbing me. And I think that I can get around that. I just need to watch the uh, other players stroke as they go into it because you can see a lob coming. Uh, especially at my level, players don't hide it. They're just going to lob that ball high and deep. And there's enough time usually to run down the back of the field and, and recover a lob if you get there early, if you if you start running early enough. And recognizing that, I think, is another aspect of my game I need to work on. And one last thing I think I've mentioned before is that assumption thing I have. I just I had it in that game and I've had it in other games since I, I've mentioned it. But I just kind of assumed that a ball's going to go out and they don't go out. They just land in and I'm just watching it and then just watch it land. And I just watch it land in and I could have got half of these balls had I been more aware or had I just assumed the other way that if a ball's going to go over the net, it's going to land on the court somewhere and be in a position to recover that ball if that's the case. Same with when I hit a great shot and I look and I think that the other player's not going to retrieve that ball and quite often they do and I'm guilty of doing exactly that I go wow that's a great shot they'll never get that and and the player on the other side of the net runs over and hits it over the net and I'm just standing in really the wrong position entirely because I assume they're not going to return the ball anyway so I'm off to a game tonight so why don't you come along and join me okay
So there's five minutes to go. Might go and warm up with some dynamic stretch. Pay a bit of attention to my calf, which is attached to my Achilles, which is giving me problems. I'm doing this stretch where you hang your toes on the stairs and you heal off. A kind of drop stretch. It's always interesting when you're waiting for a new player because you never know who it is that you're going to get. Because it's always a stranger. Well, not always, but sometimes you come up across people you played with play in previous competition. But uh, this fella, I have no idea. Sometimes they're older people, sometimes they're really young. A 15 year old guy who um, well and truly showed me how to play. You never can tell. I played a guy the same age as me. It's um, Every ball was a slice backhand slice, forehand slice, serve slice. I don't think he had a single straight shot at me. He was just laughing at me the whole time. It's five minutes to go before game time. I think I'm about as ready as I want to be. It's funny, you can never really judge who you're playing by what they look like. What they look like. I played uh, one woman last year. She looks like she was fresh out of school, like 16. Actually, she might have, looked, might have been a bit older than that, but she looked so young. And she just proceeded to pick me apart. A 15-year-old, a couple of times where I go. I couldn't barely even see his serves. They were coming so fast. Uh, let's have a warm-up hit. Yeah. <laughs> that wrong. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, let's have some serves. You serve. Uh, good luck. All right, here we go. All right, she's going to hit the ball hard. Yep. So here's a guy who, again, was coming back after a break, who played as a teenager. And in this competition, it's it's a competition first to six, so regular sets, uh, you just play two sets in a tie break. And I'm in the, I'm in the lowest division uh, for that competition. I'm still, you know, at the beginning of the level competition. I like to think I'm better than that, but apparently I'm not. But that competition is actually quite a difficult competition. And the reason for that is... New players will join the comp and they're not rated uh, with a UTR score. And the competition organisers place people on various divisions uh, based on the UTR. And if you don't have a UTR, they just automatically stick you in the lowest division, which is where I am. So this guy, I had a chat to him before the game and I said, do you play much? He said, yeah, I played a lot as a teenager and I play a lot with my friends and that. And I just thought I'd, I'd start playing competition. And I knew I knew straight away what was going to happen. I could see it. He's got an athletic build. He's a tall bloke. Uh, he's he's completely equipped with the right gear. Um, I think he even had two rackets, which fair enough. Uh, and, you know, during the warm-up, he's um, hitting beautiful strokes, preparing early, running down balls. He's hitting a variety of different shots. And, you know, I could see what was coming. And he beat me six love, six love. And he was just placing his balls beautifully. Uh, he would... He would uh, Work me into a corner and then hit a ball in the other corner. Um, he would work me around the court to wherever he wanted. He'd just attack my backhand over and over and over again. He, um, he retrieved every, everything I could get at him. You know, I did backspins, topspins, slices. I did uh, drop shots, lobs. He got everything. I think I got one winning shot in. And I, I think I actually played really well. But he just, uh, he just out experienced me. Uh, he just, I just could not. I just couldn't compete with the amount of experience he obviously had in his background. And he um, he was really nice about it. He said, um, he, you know, he thought my serves were good, which was a nice, nice thing to say. But overall, I walked away feeling like I'd be willing to really shown a lesson of, you know, how to actually play the game. It makes you feel quite clumsy, I think, sometimes when you see someone who really knows what they're doing 
uh, and you play against that person and you realize that you're, you're just so outclassed and you, 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 you just don't look like that other person. Your strokes don't look like that other person's stroke. Your strokes are clumsy compared to theirs and there's so much calmer on the ball. So hopefully, you know, I'll get to that point where I can play like that at some stage in my tennis playing future. So the goal for this coming week, I have two competition games coming up. Um, one's against an unknown again. I don't know how that will go. It's always a mixed bag. It's in that competition where they just drop unrated players so the person could be a fantastic player or it could be a mediocre player or it could be at my level. I've got another game against a woman who is really, really close to match to me. I've rallied with her before on a social setting and she and I are probably, we're a very close match as far as our gameplay is concerned and our playmaking and I, I think it's going to be a tough game and that'll happen in the coming week. I've also got a bit of a lack of hitting partners at the moment so I've been using a local wall to practice my swings on so practicing preparing earlier uh, practicing or concentrating a lot of my backhand so I'm doing a lot of backhand work against the wall to try and get a, a better top spin backhand I've got I think I've got a reasonably good backhand slice but the top spin is just a bit hit and miss at the moment so I'm trying to make that work a bit better for, for me I'm also getting a few runs so my runs are quite slow I'm just doing five kilometers uh, every few days just testing the water with my Achilles and I'm going to start trying to increase the speed that I'm doing for those runs. You know, I went to a class this morning. It was just two students, which is really great, and the instructor. So we got a lot of one-on-one time with them. And I kept my Garmin on for about an hour worth of gameplay. And at that time, I ran 1.8 kilometers, which is about normal for any of my tennis games, and burnt uh, nearly 500 calories. So every every hour of tennis, I'm burning about 500 calories, um, which is really great. And that's about the same as I'm doing during a, a five-kilometer run. I'll, I'll be keeping that up. If I can do an, an hour of tennis and a five-kilometer run every now and then, that'll help me to shed some of those kilos. I'm going to start throwing in some kind of calisthenics as well. So some sit-ups and some push-ups and some stretching work to try and get some core strength up, you know, planks. And I'm going to try and I'm going to try and work a bit more flexibility and fitness into my uh, daily routine. So a few push-ups a day, it won't take long and sit-ups. I don't particularly like push-ups. I don't particularly like sit-ups. I think I read somewhere that Roger Federer never liked push-ups either. So I can sympathize with that. Anyway, so that's uh, that's it for Double Fault and that's it for me. So there are now 531 days till the Pan Pacific Masters Games next year. This is Double Fault and I'm Andrew and thanks for joining me on my journey.